before we even get into it, I just want to give a warning. There is going to be some graphic content. There's going to be some blood and gore, as well as some blasphemy. Because ultimately it's an it's a deception and uh, you will be spiritually damned and destroyed welcome to the harder than rock podcast your podcast dedicated to heavy metal and hard rock this podcast will include some of the best hard and heavy music in history in addition to being heavy the music may also be a bit eclectic keep in mind heavy is not only the music but heavy can be lyrical content too this is episode three hammer of the gods during this episode, we will continue with the Molten Metal Timeline. We are still in 1986. Heavy in History continues with bands influential in the development of heavy metal. And songs from Deep Purple and others will be featured. What's interesting to note here is the mix of the use of the red-horned Satan with, with the pitchfork and the skull and death symbolism with this occultic symbolism. And as usual, we're going to start things off with a song from Slayer. It's going to be piece by piece. Then after that will be an alternate version of Necrophobic. And then we'll have an alternate version of Heaven Can Wait from Iron Maiden's 1986 album, Somewhere in Time.
there is a spiritual war, war going on. There will be potentialities for uh, summoning demonic portals. live in a world that loves death and evil molten metal timeline it's time for the molten metal timeline get your high tops and denim jackets ready let's go back 30 years once again to the year 1986 to see what was happening in the heavy metal and hard rock world 
As I said last episode, 1986 was a great year for metal and music in general. Some of the metal bands formed during 1986 include Terrorizer, Vader, Violence, and M.O.D., Method of Destruction. 1986 was an effing great year for heavy metal albums. A number of the best metal albums ever released was in 1986. Some of the metal albums released in 86 include Accepts, Russian Roulette, Order to Kill by the band At War, Darkness Descends by Dark Angel, King Diamond's Fatal Portrait, Motorhead's Orgasmatron, Roar by none other than Voivod, Menace to Society by Lizzie Borden, and Sirith Ungal's One Foot in Hell. Okay, let's go over some of the biggest metal and hard rock events of 1986. The first one is Metal Hammer Magazine was first published in 1986. Uh, the next one is Phil Lynott, who was the frontman of Thin Lizzy, died on January 4th, 1986, at the age of 36 due to drug-related health problems. Alright, Slayer's Rain and Blood peaked at 94 on the Billboard Top 200 with no radio airplay. Rain and Blood also reached number 47 on the UK album chart. Metallica bassist Cliff Burton died in September of 1986 in a bus accident while the band was touring in Sweden. Jason Newstead from Flotsam and Jetsam was named Metallica's new bassist to replace Mr. Burton. Plain old Satanism, 666. All right, let's listen to some more metal. Let's stay in the year 1986. First up, let's listen to an alternate version of the King Diamond song, then some Lizzie Borden with the song Notorious, followed by an alternate version of Accepts Walking in the Shadows.
old rock bands, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Jim Morrison, and the rest of them have literally sold their soul for Satan.
Well, no surprise, they love death. That's why they're always using the skulls and stuff, because it's a death cult. That's what this is, this rock and roll industry. Before we even get into it, I just want to give a warning. There is going to be some graphic content. There's going to be some 
blood and gore, as well as some blasphemy. Heavy fucking history. Heavy effing history, part one. Okay, welcome back to Heavy effing History. Last episode, we left off with Black Sabbath and the definition of heavy metal. We will continue to talk about Sabbath, but we have some more bands that were metal or who were very influential in the creation of heavy metal. Of course, Black Sabbath cannot take all the credit for the creation of heavy metal. There were other bands that were very influential in the creation of the genre of metal and to countless metal bands up to the present time. Well, just who are those bands? Well, I bet you guessed two of them already. They are Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin. And the next one is Cream. Yes, Eric Clapton's band, Cream. And a little FYI that you may not know, Cream, who are basically an electric blues band with distortion, foreshadowed Deep Purple, Led Zepp, and Sabbath. And they were, in what some believe, one of the launching points of heavy metal and hard rock as a genre of music. Black Sabbath were the power, the soul, the evil, and the basic building blocks of heavy metal, while Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple softened hard rock and what would become heavy metal and made hard rock a bit more fashionable and sexy. Second to Sabbath, Zeppelin may have had the largest influence on heavy metal and hard rock. Zeppelin set the heavy metal stereotype with the long hair, their on-stage movement, and gestures. They were bigger than life, and their off-stage, post-concert exploits set the example for many of the heavy metal hard rock bands of the late 70s and 80s, you know, like Motley Crue and so on. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, with an occasional TV flying out the window. But Sabbath and Zeppelin were not completely different. Each band was thrilling and were originators of music while being interpreters of music that came before them, such as blues. Because the majority of people are wicked and they do not know God. They are lost sinners. All right, Moss Music. Let's start off with a little Sabbath and the song Tomorrow's Dream, followed up by Soulfly's cover of the Led Zeppelin song Four Sticks. <laughs>
This is Eddie, this demon, devil thing, skull that's possessed.
making Satanism cool. Heavy fucking history. Heavy effing history, part two. Let's just put it this way. Deep Purple kicked some serious ass, at least their first few albums. They made the organ a metal and hard rock instrument. Ian's voice was killer then and continues to be so in the present day. And his work on Black Sabbath's Born Again was fantastic. And there is Richie Blackmore. He may have set the bar for morose, gloomy, or moody guitar work. And what was the first song many of you guitar players learned? Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Deep Purple was a soundtrack for speed, music to be played in a muscle car careening down the highway at 90 miles per hour. Smoke on the Water is in competition with Black Sabbath's Paranoid as the metal anthem, but alas, Sabbath will always win the battle. Deep Purple did not try to be metal or hard rock at the time, they were just who they were. The albums in Rock and Machine Head were heavy, magical, and effin' loud. Deep Purple were not pansies. They were bigger than life and louder than life. Their Marshall and Orange amps annihilated the sound of the crowd, like Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and Motorhead to come. They were effin' deafening. No matter what, Deep Purple cannot escape the metal or hard rock moniker. They were not focused on just creating hit singles, although they did have singles that did pretty well. They were focused on creating masterpieces and on crafting entire albums, which has been lost today by most forms of rock music other than, of course, you guessed it, metal and hard rock. Deep Purple, like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, were innovators and took creative risks that paid off. With a long line of emulators that followed all three bands, Budgie anyone? Highway Star, Space Truckin', and Smoke on the Water are just three of Deep Purple songs that were part of the genesis of heavy metal. Those who are rebellious outlaws, who continue in their sin and do not repent, will end up in the lake of fire. Alright, back to the music. First off is Deep Purple's Speed King, followed up by Venom's Black Metal and Don't Burn the Witch.
those who are rebellious outlaws who continue in their sin and do not repent will end up in the lake of fire. Oh, man. 
still today and in days past satan these satanic covens these cults are giving people power within the entertainment industry heavy fucking history heavy effing history part three okay imagine we are now in 1971 and we're returning to the land of black sabbath by 1971 Black Sabbath had imprinted themselves on the music scene. So what did Sabbath do after releasing two of the best metal albums ever? Well, they recorded another kick-ass album. This album is Master of Reality. You know, the one with the cough. This album is on par with Sabbath's first two albums and is full of the guitar wizardry of Mr. Iommi. Some of the most iconic Sabbath and heavy metal songs can be found on Master of Reality, which includes Sweet Leaf, Children of the Grave, and Into the Void. And the album also has a softy song called Solitude thrown in for good measure. All right, let's jump to 1972. Black Sabbath put out another great album. The album was volume four. This album contained more great music by Sabbath with songs such as Snowblind, Supernaut, Laguna Sunrise, and Wheels of Confusion. In 1972, Sabbath was gaining popularity and volume four slipped into the Billboard's top 20 for the year. And of course, with popularity and wealth, Sabbath became rock stars with all of its glories. You know, drugs, women, and general debauchery. Hey Satan, I paid my dues, playing in a rocking band. Alright, it's time for some more music. Let's start off with Iron Maiden and their song Aces High from their album Power Slave. And after that, a little Huntress with the song Zenith.
needed to make an expose for this absolute filthy satanic video.
know you're clueless and have no idea that there is a spiritual reality. And this stuff is in fact invoking demonic principalities in your life. Well, this is the end of the third episode of Harder Than Rock. I'm Danon and thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, ideas, and so on, please email me at danonpodcast at aol.com. Keep an eye out for the next episode of Harder Than Rock coming out soon. I also have another podcast called Against All Gods. It is available on iTunes and on Podbean. I'd appreciate you subscribing to both if you like the podcasts. Okay, I'm going to leave you with an alternate version of one of the few songs by Molly Crew that is any good. The song is Live Effin' Wire. Until the next episode of Harder Than Rock, later.